Peruvians, hop in your TARDISes. You're listening to another episode of Doctor, huh? Huh? Two Christmases? It must be Christmas. Every Christmas is last Christmas? That doesn't make any sense. Do we have to start a thing count? <laughs> what, like a like a weird catchphrase count? No. What are you talking about? Literally a count for them oh, saying a thing. Saying a thing? No, because that word comes up in conversation too much for it to be, you know, it's like, you know what I mean? If someone this, says, this, what's that thing? I'm like, ugh, he's ugh, at it again. It's like Doctor Who, yeah. I'm your uh, I'm your comedy elf, Jordan. I'm Sam, and I both do and do not believe in fairy tales. <laughs> and this, uh, this week we're talking about the uh, 2014 Doctor Who Christmas special. Uh, which I think was season series. It's it's eight. A, a, it's eight after or... series eight. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's either called Last Christmas, mm-hmm. which um, I think is already a movie, though I think this came out first um, by by many years, even. <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, you do know that that's a song, right? I don't think so. I think the song is based on the movie. Okay. I think that they saw the twist of that movie and then. Uh, the singer who I believe was dead when the movie came out uh, decided to write a song about it, but I could I could have gotten this all wrong. Um, this is uh, it's either called Last Christmas or if you're watching this on on uh, on Max because uh, the HBO is silent now. Um, it's uh, called uh, <laughs> it's called Xmas Special. Xmas Special. We watched Xmas Special, <laughs> written by Stephen Moffat, directed by God. Paul. Wilmshurst. Damn it, Stephen, you've done it again. Stephen, you wrote another episode, all right? He wrote it, he wrote it, and I have thoughts on it. Thank God. Um, and you have thoughts on it. I, I have I'm, no I'm, opinions on No. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of Xmas special? I suspect that you liked it more than I did. I... Mm-mm. I have I've gone, went back and forth. It was a really a Stephen Moffat style episode. The, in the first middle like of it, ten fifteen minutes of no, it, I wanted no. to like smash my head against the wall. And then like the middle thirty minutes of it were really really good. And then it just kept going. And See, kept that's going. the thing. I wouldn't go as far as to say they were really really good. I, I would that's say that, one really. I think they were good. I would say that a I lot enjoyed. of this episode like had potential that in my opinion it didn't quite meet but i didn't hate it i liked some of the i liked some of the moments in it it um i liked when the characters stopped fucking talking yeah i think that the like middle part was good and then it just never ends and then uh it then it did something i thought was kind of cool and then it and then i forgot that there was more clara in the show so (laughs) then it immediately didn't do that thing and then uh that was i didn't like that so uh you know what i didn't like about it (laughs) uh was it comedy nick frost santa claus because i didn't like comedy nick frost santa Claus. no i didn't like that they murdered our guy danny this show hates Dan's. I literally, Let's I can't remember if I talked there. about this on the podcast or if I talked about, I definitely talked about it on Discord, but I was asked uh, what my predictions were for the fates of all of the companions. And I was like, you know what? I think that from my understanding, there's sort of a run of dead companions. And I think, granted, I haven't seen any of them die. But I think that that run ends with the ponds, and I was like, I feel like they killed too many companions, and they had to back off. So I think that Clara will retire from adventuring, 
and she's going to marry Danny Pink and become uh, a regular school teacher. And then I watch this episode, and Clara, out of nowhere, is like, Danny's fucking dead, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I feel... Uh, pour one out for Dan. I guess uh, I guess we're going to have to rename it the uh, Danny Pink Memorial Award for stick, Six Stunts. Yeah, he um, backflipped into his own grave. I do think that... Um, Part of the reason that it felt so out of nowhere, because, you know, obviously we're watching out of order. So, like, if a character dies after we've most recently seen them, like, of course, yeah, when we find out they're dead, it'll feel out of nowhere. But it was the fact that the doctor was like, wait, what? What? (laughs) He did? No, he did. He's like, oh, Danny's alive. And Claire's like, that's incredibly offensive. Uh, we're talking, I, while we're unpacking, uh, the off screen to us death of Danny Pink, it really makes me wonder, uh, the Stephen Moffat curse. Is Danny in like five or six episodes before he dies? How much mm. of the show is Let Danny me look at the in? spreadsheet, because this, I think, is three episodes after In the Forest of the Night. Oh, no! <laughs> it's like fucking John's wife on, on Sherlock. She's in like three episodes. Well, I so, mean, there's not a lot. The earliest that we've seen of Danny is The Caretaker, which is uh, Series 8, Episode 6. Then In the Force of the Night is Episode 10. And then there's two more episodes of the season. Not, not looking good for Danny Pink. And now I'm he's dead. S- so I assume he <laughs> dies in the series finale, which means that, yeah, he's around for maybe five, six episodes. Oh, man. He's got the Moffat curse. And we well, named an award after him. That's okay. We, you know, the candle that flips the brightest flips half as long. That's as so. Say. Um, we begin the episode with comedy, and I think comedy is really key for this week. This is a funny episode. This is sort of one has... of those episodes that makes you laugh. It makes you cry, and it makes you think about. It makes you think about how racism. sad you are about the comedy and how much you wish it would stop. <laughs> There's one joke, uh, there's one joke that Stephen loves most, uh, he loves, this isn't, the, the dra- dramatically, Stephen loves writing about psychopaths, but comedically. comedically, he loves writing jokes where someone says something is racist or offensive. Yeah, do you remember in Assassin's Creed when, uh, oh, he does when the voice Desmond and, and goes, uh, hey, what's the matter, you Altair? And, and then, then someone have... calls him racist, and he says, you're racist. That's the one joke. Stephen Moffat one played joke. that game and was like, that game sucked, but I really like that part. <laughs> oh, he hated the rest of Assassin's Creed Brotherhood? Yeah. That's a shame. It's it's it, we Most people like that one. I didn't know Stephen, he only liked yeah, the I, part. Here's the thing, is it's one of my favorites in the series, therefore I wouldn't be able to you cope don't with trust... him liking it. Oh, he's a big Odyssey fan then. <laughs> he loves He loves Odyssey. He loves Assassin's Creed 3, the game that ruined my life. You know, a lot of people a lot of people hate on 3. I think the story's pretty good. I just think it's a bad game. No. No, actually the story's the worst of my life. I think I think you'll find if you go back, I think you'll no. find the story has some interesting things to no, say. No, it doesn't about have American any in- interesting parts. It's it just has some interesting things to say about. No, the I don't think fathers. anything interesting happened in that game. The only thing that was interesting <laughs> about it was how bad it was. <laughs> so, so uh, we we learn about. I I don't really super feel like un like unpacking all the jokes about oh don't call me an elf that's racist and then the other one's like well you're racist if you say she's a human no 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 it was i think santa 
I mean, it doesn't oh, make any sense because this is, and I'll I'll talk about this later uh, in the episode. Is one of my ultimate crimes of writing is a joke where the setup doesn't lead to the punchline, mm-hmm. and the setup doesn't make sense because it's like you're writing the thing. Like if it didn't work, just write a different setup to get to the punchline. That's how a joke works, you know. But Steven doesn't have any control over this. He puts the words on the page and he can't undo them. They it's, just sort of flow from my hand. They just flow from explain. his hand, yeah. But, no, it's like there's some clattering outside on Clara's roof. And I'm pretty sure it's Santa is just like, Ugh, elf. And the elf goes, that's racist. And Santa says, it's not racist. You are an elf. But like, why would he say that? Why would Santa just be like, Ugh, elf. That's not racist. I'm just being racist. It doesn't replace make any that, sense. Replace that concept with any race, and that's racist, Santa. Did you know? Do you know who played this elf named Ian? No. Uh, Dan Starkey, who plays, as I understand it, basically every Santaran on Doctor Who. Uh, yeah. I was really. They worried finally that let was, him show his face. I was really worried that it was going to be like a british comedian i like or something and i was gonna not recognize them and then i was gonna be like damn it now i have to you didn't notice that was james a caster Caster, heavy prosthetics years before anyone had ever heard of him yeah um so clara sees santa claus and two elves and and she's and then she's like you're not real and then santa says she's like she's like i don't believe in fairy tales and then doesn't the Tardis just appear and he looks at her and he goes, "Ha ha!" Yeah, he, he's yeah, he's like, "Why did you stop believing in me when you were nine? And she says, "I don't believe in fairy tales." And then the Tardis appears and he says, <laughs> "Did you stop? You believe- met- Are you sure?" You I do met- also want to met- say because yeah, I do Robin agree Hood. that we don't need to unpack all of the dialogue. <laughs> but uh, because I mentioned it earlier, I do need to point out the first of the thing count when when uh, Clara is like Santa Claus and he's like. No, I'm a roof person doing roof things. Oh, yeah. I just, when we learn, when we learn what is going on with Santa later, comedy Nick Frost Santa Claus makes no sense to me. No, I do think that he's, you know, he's, he's a good Santa. I don't think he's a very good Santa. I don't think he looks like, I don't think he has, I think he looks like Santa. I don't think he's got the Santa... He doesn't. He doesn't. You know. He doesn't. Well, give, he's, he's he's playing like a he's playing like a weird action Santa, and I think that he plays that well. This is not my Santa Claus. I'm well, offended by this. You, and you I don't famously celebrate. who has a Santa Claus? <laughs> hmm. Fam- famous Christian Jordan. I've um, converted just for this episode, oh, and I'll shit. convert. I'll convert back afterwards. It it, just yeah, if we're feel, gonna really evaluate I this as feel it like deserves I could, to be yeah. evaluated, we need to be Christian. <laughs> I didn't feel like I could really, I could really have a critical eye to this Christmas episode if I was coming from it from an outsider's perspective. So um, I have I do converted. Need to, I do need to give Stephen the credit. There was a joke here uh-huh. that I did think was solid, uh, which is when Santa is like, "How did you recognize me?" And one of the elves is like, uh, "You know that beard you started wearing as a disguise? I think they caught on." Yeah, that's pretty funny. I think that's a funny idea that, I like Santa, that Santa in his big red suit would be like, "I have to disguise myself. I'm going to put on a fake beard." <laughs> I'm going to wear what everyone would wear in the winter. I'd wear a red woolen outfit to keep myself warm because it's like the it's like 1200 or whatever. Also, if there's any ambiguity about whether or not this is the real Santa, literally we can see the reindeer like running around in the sky. 
Later, there's a gag where Santa beeps Rudolph's nose like a car locking. How'd you feel about that? That didn't didn't quite do it for (laughs) me. Nothing. So the doctor appears. Do you get it? Fairy tales. They met Robin Hood. Clara says, I don't, yeah, I don't believe in fairy tales. Uh, Rewind to Robot of Sherwood like six episodes ago. (laughs) I proved the existence of Robin Hood. Right, that's why I don't believe in fairy tales. I know Robin Hood is real. Remember in in Robot of Sherwood how it was like ambiguous? It seemed ambiguous about whether or not Robin Hood was actually real. And then it just, it just turns out he was. Well, I mean, I think it was fine because it was, it was basically saying like, he, this, this is the man that the character is based on. Because, you know, in real life, there probably are some people who Robin Hood was based on. Nobody the, believed in me till I put on the tights. That's right. Anyway, um, so, uh, yeah, Clara is very surprised to see the Doctor. We'll learn more about that in a little bit. But, yeah, uh, suffice it to say, after the Series 8 finale, she didn't think she would ever see him again. Uh, but Sorry, says, I'm, I'm leaving forever. Bye. He says, you need to get in the TARDIS right now. And she does. Uh, and then Stephen Moffat does one of his favorite things, which is masturbating. Because... <laughs> The doctor says something to Santa where he's like, I know what's going on here, Santa. I know what's at stake. And Santa's like, you don't know what's going on. And the doctor's like, get out of my face, Santa. And he he goes to the TARDIS and says, happy Easter. And he gets in. And the elves cheer for how cool he is. And one of them literally says, cool exit line. This guy is so badass. Stephen Moffat loves nothing more than writing dialogue and then writing more dialogue, congratulating the dialogue for how good it is. And then they, and then they, one of the elves present a, pre- presents a BAFTA to Stephen Moffat, who comes on screen and accepts it. And then oh, he walks comes off on screen. screen, all right. Yeah, he comes on the BAFTA. And then uh, also, the doctor says nobody likes anymore. the tangerines. I this must be a tradition that I'm not gotta aware be a of. Because the last Christmas thing, the I've last met. shot of the episode is of a tangerine on a window. Well, I know. Speaking of James Acaster, I know that there's a thing that he talked about in one of his stand-up specials. That's like some, I think it's like an orange, or maybe it is a tangerine that's got like raisins and candles sticking out of it, or something. But that is not what we're dealing with here. So apparently, there's get... another. One of our one of our uh, handful of of uh, of uh, British listeners will send us a, a message being like, "Oh, that's the Satsuma of Saint." I mean, Olson. I mean, don't bother because I mean, the the only thing that that message could possibly be is, "Yeah, there's a thing with tangerines," and I would go, "Oh, okay, that explains why they wrote about it." <laughs> Maybe it's random. Maybe it's Stephen Moffat's classic offbeat random humor. No, it's gotta I mean, be a thing. It's gotta be a thing. Gotta it's be a the, thing. It's actually. <laughs> It's a Doctor Who thing. Ever since, uh, ever since the Doctor saved the world by killing the Sycorax captain with a with a Satsuma, all of the British. Uh, oh, that probably was specifically a Christmas reference that went over our heads, huh? Yeah, I thought that it was just that that uh, that uh, Jackie had it. In Jackie her. had it. I mean, no, it was, it was, it was the boyfriend's bathrobe. Sex or robe, yeah. But it, it, that must have been a Christmas thing that just... He was celebrating right. his for his post-coital Satsuma. That's right. Anyway, uh, so the doctor... Uh, oh, yeah, uh, Stephen does the Stephen thing again, and the TARDIS does the TARDIS noise, and Clara goes, wow. I love that noise. That's a classic noise. <laughs> That's one of the most famous noises in Britain. <laughs> 
That one's like, you know, Americans, you know, like your lightsaber sound. This is that for us, she says. They go to some kind of like scientific research base that we will find out shortly is on the North Pole. Why did they, um, why did they go here? You know why they went here. Well, I know why they went there, but does the doctor, when they get there, is the doctor like, I'm getting a weird signal, or do they just show up and that's it's, like writing? Jordan, it's a long story. It's a long story. We'll that's get right. we'll okay. get into it. I, I think okay. I think it makes sense in context. It does make sense in context. They come I to the North to make Pole. Sure. There is a woman uh, whose name is Shona. Uh, she is talking to three other like scientists on the in the, the control room or whatever. We learn that the enemy, that there, there's an alien here, there's a monster here, and the monster is the poo poo pee pee man, cause you can't, don't think it, don't say it. If you think about it, if you blink about it, it'll get you. Don't look I love at that it. Steven is just always chasing the high of blink. He He's he like, I gotta come up it. with a new weeping angels. He can't do it. Yeah, it's the, he tried the silence, no, okay, Which what is, about, I from- would say, pointless, because I think that the concepts here are cool, and I think, if anything, they're muddled by the fact that we learned that these alien monsters, they, like, they follow telepathic signals of themselves, meaning, like, if you think about them, if you look at them, then they can find you. But if you don't look at them or think about them, they don't know where you are. So it's like, he's kind of trying to do the opposite of the Weeping Angels, but yeah. also kind of doing the silence a little bit. Yeah, but they're they're they. I just they don't think that brain. that adds anything with the. I think that that's like so tangential to what these aliens are doing that I think. But I also am not it. even sure. I'm not even sure if that is what these aliens do because of what happens, you know, late in the episode. Yeah, I guess it's possible that that's. It's not possible even... that it's <sighs> kind of confusing. Yeah. Well, we'll get to it when we get there. This week, I really want to try to to let the mystery fester Ooh. in your in your go go fallow in your brains cuz well, probably let's go to the infirmary that's a great place for things to fester yeah uh, Shona the has to go to the Sho- infirmary for some reason for reasons yeah i mean it's a long story i guess uh and the trick here is that in order to help her not think about it poo poo pee pee man bye bye man uh, they're gonna play, uh, what else but Christmas music? Cause it is a Christmas episode, which is, I guess that's fine. And she's gonna listen to it through her headphones and like sing along and think about the lyrics. And that's gonna keep her mind off of the like head crab monsters that are, uh, occupying the bodies of four of the crew members. Steven has another Steven moment, uh, when the people in the control room who we'll, uh, meet for real in a bit, they open the door for her to go into the infirmary and Shona is like, uh, she's like wussing out. Uh, I actually have to go to the bathroom, and they go, "No, you don't. We're monitoring we your have bodily your functions. Sensor. We would know if you had to urinate right now." And Steven's like, <laughs> "Nice. I love the idea of having a real life piss gauge." Are you implying that he's into that, or I just think that he's a weird pervert. I mean, he's a weird man for sure. I mean, I, do I just think, think that sometimes pervert. his writing is just horny, and it makes me uncomfortable. I don't understand why they would be able to tell how much Shona needs to go to the bathroom. She's wearing episode- the Sega toilet. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, she she have like a, does she have the Death Stranding or, 
or we talked about this on on Kamurocho Radio one time was that the that Kiryu gets like a watch. Yeah, the toilet tells him. Or yeah, it wasn't the, who it no, was. It was like, like Konami tr- or something. No, it was Sega. It was Sega. the games are made by Sega. And he, but someone gives him a watch that basically can sense how much he has to go to the bathroom. Oh right, sometimes I forget that the real life video game toilet toilet is not actually paired with what Kiryu receives, which is a bracelet that lets him know when he has to pee. <laughs> it's the that death part's stranding. made up. They have the Death Stranding technology, uh, and it will tell you how much a monster... <laughs> Sam, it looks like your bladder is full to bursting. You can pull your penis out of your pants and start urinating to... <laughs> Shona, this is me, Dead Man. I'm played by Guillermo del Toro, except I'm not voiced by him. You That's don't not... have to piss. Oh, dead man. Sorry, you were you doing. Don't have to... You were doing yeah. Die Hard Man voice. Yeah. Sam, this is V. Die Hard Man. This is V. Your brother. <laughs> you don't have to go to the bathroom right now. You're fine. Anyway, <laughs> just she... checking in to say hi. <laughs> she starts like singing and dancing her way into the infirmary, and the others are like rolling their eyes. Like, well, you didn't have well, to sing that and dance. just happened. But they're um, also like, that's that'll really help you not think about it. Yeah, hey, hey, if it helps her not think about them, then she's unfortunately, all good. unfortunately, uh, 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 she when she gets to the end of the hallway to accomplish the task that we never find out what she's trying to accomplish. The doctor and Clara open the door, and the sight of I believe she says a skeleton, a weird skeleton, and a, a girl are here, and that is enough to like break her concentration. Did she and call him a skeleton? I, I, she said like, she, you know, one thing the doctor who loves to do is make fun of uh, the a hideous old are, piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. Where the doctor is not like conventionally attractive. They love to just make fun of the doctor, the actor who plays the doctor's face. You know, when so, you like, when you're, you're filling out paperwork for whatever, like travel, whatever it might be. And they're like, do you have any dietary restrictions? If you're signing up to play the doctor, they're like. What are you the most self-conscious about about your appearance? Yeah, I don't like to think about the idea that Peter Capaldi is like really self-conscious about his age because that's just really sad. Um, but they do always are like this shambling, rotting old man, <laughs> this ancient corpse of a man is here with this with the girl, and then she like sees him and she's so scared by how old he is. This isn't a joke. This is what happens in the episode. She's so scared by seeing an old person that she like starts noticing the head crab monsters and then they all start waking up and getting them. I mean, a lot of what you're saying is true. She is freaked out by this scary old man and how old he is. <laughs> but I think the the more relevant thing is that they they pulled her out of her singing and dancing reverie and made her remember what's going on. And then she looks at the people in the beds and she says, oh, no. When we say the people in the beds, by the way, they are like, we don't see them. They're like covered fully with blankets until now, because now Clara and the doctor are here and they're looking at them and thinking about them, which means they start to get up and we see oh, that they head have crab, head crabs. On head crabs. We love Half-Life. Half-Life 3? No. Doctor Who Xmas special. <laughs> this is what you need. Uh, so, uh, Clara, this is the part where the Doctor is like, because he understands what's going on. He's like, Clara, they're they're seeing where they are and where we are by, like, telepathically monitoring your perception of them. So he says, okay, you need to distract yourself. So he starts, like, throwing math problems at her. But she is... Uh, 
She's not a math teacher, is she? It doesn't matter. The point is she's she, she's good she's enough at mental math that she's solving the problems too quickly. She is solving some fucking hard like this is not like she's multiply she's multiplying like I don't know. She's doing hard math in her head very easily. I was very impressed by it. You thought that was hard? I was doing it by accident in my head. The whole <laughs> it was time. it wasn't like it wasn't like I do math you know, pro- I do math problems like that all the time in my head just without even thinking about it. It was like, oh, 307. Okay, now multiply that by 15. And then she just, like, does it. And I'm just like, damn, I can't do that in my hand. That would Clara's be... Good every- I forgot no. the numbers you said. <laughs> I think if you forget the numbers that I said, that proves that you're not as good at mental math as Claire. Wait, three, 307 times 15? Times 15, yeah. Uh, this is great audio. 485? That doesn't make any sense. Why would it not... If it's by 10, it would have to be in... It would have to be in the thousands. Oh, times 15. Four, okay. Well, I'll cut that. Nobody needs to know that I fucked that up so bad. <laughs> no, you gotta keep that in. You have Absolutely to keep it. Absolutely not. There's no if, one's ever hearing that. If you... You can you can tell people that I fucked it up, but there's never... You're no gonna, one's ever you're gonna, gonna, gonna hear edit, it. You're gonna edit our podcast to make yourself look better at math than you are? Yeah, you're gonna be like... You coward. seven times 15, you and I'm gonna be like... Coward. They're gonna hear... You, uh, I think it's... Four thousand six hundred five. <laughs> you absolute coward! You absolute! You're you're. This is this is a craven move, brother. My 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 brother. You have to leave it in. You have to let people know that you that you thought you could do the math problem and you couldn't do it. You have no other choice. Everyone needs to know. You will be a coward. I will listen. I don't usually listen to these all the way through. I usually I usually just start them and see it. Then I I forget to finish. You it. know what's funny, Jordan? Listen. Yeah, I think what happened is when you were saying the numbers, you actually cut out, so I didn't hear the <laughs> Shut numbers. Shut up! Because okay, I thought there were fewer digits, so I actually another... did. I correctly okay. did a different math problem. Do you want me to give you another chance? Sure. Okay, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a. I'm gonna do a three-digit number times a two-digit number, and I'll see if you can do it. Okay. Okay. We're gonna do 418 times seven. 418 Teen. times seven. Seventeen. Teen. Yeah, I forgot that it was two digits. No, I'm not gonna do that. So anyway. The doctor says, you need to think about other things. Think about uh, what Danny Pink is up to. He's probably cheating on you right now. And And then Clara slaps him. And she says, Danny Pink died and I watched and it was your fault or something. That guy fell apart. Danny Pink did a backflip so hard that his, his body... You know, sometimes <laughs> the G-forces stripped the flesh from his bones. You know, sometimes you split a seam in your pants. He split a seam right down the middle and he split in half like a like a, like a, a pistachio shell. Um, he's gone. <laughs> oh, never mind. Do, do you know what happened, though? Is his skeleton fell out, so he at least died the best, most beautiful and perfect Yeah, I mean, his skeleton's way. still around, just we couldn't <laughs> make it work. Yeah. So, um, uh, anyway, then all these weird... I, I wrote in my notes that they were weird hand things. I don't know why I was confused. I, it's just the you... crabs. There's more of the crabs on the ceiling. Oh, yeah. I know. You're, like, thinking they're, like, Zelda wall masks. Yeah, they, well, they something. looked like hands on the ceiling, and that's not what yeah, they looked like can, on the people. I can, I, can, I can see that. Yeah, I got confused. Anyway, uh, the hands come down, but then there's a huge explosion... And a tangerine rolls into the room, followed by a bunch of toys and slinkies and stuff. And we see framed through the hole in the wall is Santa Claus rearing up on Rudolph. And this is where he gets off of Rudolph and he says, all right, guys, what's going on here? And then he pulls out a car key and goes, real Santa Claus would be able to do that. I'm just saying. This is the real Santa Claus. (laughs) Uh, He orders the headcrab people to go back to bed. 
Yeah. He just tells them to do it, and they do it. Oh, but then, like, the elves come in, and they have, like... One of them has, like, a toy gun, and one of them has a balloon animal. And, uh... And there's an implication that you could kill someone with a toy gun. You could kill a child with a toy gun by making them small. This is what the elf says. He says... What are you going to do with that balloon animal? And he says, well, you have a toy gun. And he says, yeah, but it's got, uh, but it's got a choking hazard. It's not suitable for children under, under eight. So yeah, is he if saying, any like, kids try to kill these, Santa Claus, I'll feed them these, this gun. If these, if these monsters were eight-year-olds, I could kill them by putting- Get away from him. Them. Open your mouth. Just <laughs> shoving a, a fucking- It's like a, it's like a Tommy to, gun. Threatening to suffocate a child on television is what he's doing. Not appropriate. Uh, but, oh, Jordan, you know what? I actually got hit on the head earlier and I forgot uh, <laughs> yeah. a joke. Oh, no. So I think it would be helpful I mean, if we did it again for anyone who forgot it. Uh, Santa says that there's an invasion happening. And Clara says, is it an invasion of elves? And the elves say, "Hey, that's racist. That's, that's racist. Elvist. Oh, Stephen." Do you think that, like, just in case t- anyone tuned in late, tuned in late and they were like, I just wanted to hear the next day when, after, you know, Christmas Day rolls around or whatever these specials air, everyone wakes up and then their whole family is quoting that line. All this the is another, like, another, by the way, another fucking joke where the setup does not lead to the fucking punchline. Why would wasn't it like say that? I can think of better versions of the bad joke. It would be like, you guys aren't elves. Elves aren't elves supposed to be short and wear little curly shoes? Yeah, sure. Say that. that joke would have sucked, that's but el- it would have at least that's worked el- as a <laughs> at joke. At least it makes sense. At least it's like the the A and the B of the joke match up, right? Because Santa arrives and saves them from the crab monsters and says that there's an invasion happening. And Clara is like... The who's invading? The elves that just saved us? No, <laughs> these, the fucking head crabs. The elves, these elves are latching onto my face. Oh my god. Uh, anyway, so Santa, meanwhile, is proving that he is the real Santa because he's telling everyone what he has brought them for Christmas at various points in their lives. He's like, oh, it's lead scientist ashley oh my god we totally didn't mention that the people from the control room burst in with machine guns they burst in, oh yeah they burst in with machine guns before santa gets there yeah because they burst in with machine guns thereby all looking at and thinking about the aliens and then that's when the aliens descend from the ceiling right it's like That'll wow be, that's good actually rescue. that will be important for later uh, uh yeah he's like anyway. oh if i hadn't gotten you that microscope you never would have become a scientist. Yeah, and Shona is like, is like, no, this is a dream. You're not the real Santa. And Santa's like, three words, Shona. Don't make my... me use them. And she's like, what? And he says, my little pony. Because it's humiliating for it's an humiliating adult woman for... to have, as a child, had my little pony toys. Well, we don't know. We don't know when. We don't know when. Might have been got last that... year. Yeah, it might have been last year. Could have been like the new. Yeah. I'm also going to have to take some issue with some stuff uh, that happens throughout this episode because Shona says this is a dream and Santa, to prove that it's not, says, here's what I got you for Christmas one time. But if the just the logic of that doesn't work, because if this was a dream, surely Shona would know that she got that for Christmas one year. Well, it's locked away in the vaults of her memory. Uh, maybe, once again, maybe <laughs> we should have said what he was getting there for Christmas this year. Mm. 
That would have worked. Anyway, Santa have... pulls out a specimen of the Cantrafari, a.k.a. the Dream Crabs, and that's what's on the things. Uh, and then, oh my god, hey, Sam, do you, wait, is this when they do the same joke again, or is that in the next No, next so here's year? what happens here, and I want to mm, say, because mm, uh, mm. I think Lauren made an interesting point uh, as a person who has seen uh, far more Sherlock than I have. Uh, Stephen Moffat simultaneously Ew. his career it's... depends on the tumblr teens who love him and he, and he despises also hates them. he hates them so much uh by all accounts i i've i've heard tell of the sherlock episode where there's like a character who is like a a shipper yeah like a uh, uh, would sherlock be so good with watson and then everyone's like fuck you idiot and then they like murder that person together um in this scene santa claus says how about we stop arguing about whether i'm real and save christmas and one of the elves says santa claus is badass and the other one says he's giving me the feels so first of all that's not what that means not quite unless the the unless the elf was crying and i didn't yes, notice it very very sad <laughs> Like, what does he think? Does he think that it means, like, a boner? That the elf is like, he's so cool. I'm so, I'm, I'm so horny. into this. He's giving I, me the feels. He's, he's giving Santa Claus realness. What, what are you, Steven, you're too old. Stop that. <laughs> write what you know. Don't write for the teens. Wait for Chris Chibnall. He says, like, he'll make Doctor Who say, like, you're on fleek today. Yeah. You just, you just something. called her Doctor Who. <laughs> That's her name, isn't it? I'm just saying, when one of us does that, I feel like it's the the duty of the other to point it out. <laughs> That's her name. Um. Anyway, uh, God, it is, you know, we've talked about how funny it is that the 12th Doctor becomes the 13th Doctor and goes from God, I hate emojis to uh, Rosa Parks is lit, y'all. <laughs> but we got more of that in this episode because there's a part where the 12th Doctor is like, Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> Which is also really funny. I don't know if it's on purpose, but, like, that would be the one social media website that an old person would know about. (laughs) But he still hates it because he's a grumpy old man. So, it's a a little bit of time passes. Uh, Don't they go, like, back to the control room? They're, like, in the control room. There's a few rooms. It doesn't really matter. But uh, the, the important thing, I guess, is that this scene begins in, like, the lab area uh, mm. The doctor and lead scientist Ashley are examining the dream crab specimen together. Meanwhile, everyone else is like in the control room, which is down a hallway, which will be important later. Um, oh, because they're talking about the actual North Pole, right? Yeah, it's Shona is like questioning Santa because she's like trying to make sense of all this. And she's like, you're not. Why are you here? He's like, well, I own the North Pole, the act, the literal pole that's sticking out of the ground. Uh, one of the elves shows her a selfie of him with the pole. Oh, a selfie, like the kids. Nah. Uh, the doctor is uh, theorizing about the dream crab with Ashley. Is he's doing this? He's doing this thing. Uh, that, I don't know why he's doing this, but he because he does it sometimes. Because sometimes he's like, "Shut up and let me do the thinking. I'm doing a thing." Uh-huh. Uh, but sometimes he's like, "I will make you do the thing." Like. Uh, Watson. I feel like that's I feel like that's more consistent with the twelfth doctor since he Maybe. does end up like being a professor. <laughs> he ends up being a professor, but for by all accounts, he's not really a very good one because he's just kind of rambles on about And then uh, he almost kills you. 
and then he almost kills you multiple times. But yeah, if you're he's his like, special student, he almost kills you. He's like, theorize, tell me what you think is happening. And she's like, oh, telepathic field, it, something, something connects to your brain. And then they basically uh, uh, decide uh, that the dream crabs, as long as they're in play, don't believe anything you see or hear. So the doctor is like, I don't know that you're real. And Ashley is like, well, I also don't know that you're real. So and whatever. you're like a funny, you're like a funny, you show it up at a, at a phone booth. Uh, and you're so goddamn old. Jesus Christ. Uh, there's a decent joke here, uh, Mm. when Shona says, why aren't you delivering presents, Santa? And he says, well, I am. Think of it this way. Uh, you know, obviously it would be impossible to deliver presents to 526 million children in a single night. That's 22 million children per hour. Obviously I can't do that. I have a second sled. Is there like a... Is that the number of Christian children? I was very <laughs> curious about this because that's not the that's not how many children there are on Earth. It's probably uh, the number of Christian children. It's the number they had to Google how many Christian children. Which Santa. is fine. If he did his research, then I applaud him. I won't really, but <laughs> No, I want you to applaud honorary member of House Me Souza. No. Steven, Steven Not Moffitt. until he fucking pays me. Not I until applaud people when they up. pay me. Cough because up I think the it's cash, so great Steven. that they did that. Cough it up, Steven. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll be mean to you. Oh, yeah. By the way, uh, just a, a standing offer to Steven Moffat. If you subscribe to our Patreon, we, we will, will like all of you. your episodes. We'll have to like all your episodes. But only if you subscribe to the t- uh, $10. You have to give us $10. No. T- <laughs> I don't think we can be mean to our $10 patrons. The doctor says that they're dying. He's like, we're, we're, something is happening and we're fucked. Uh, Does he he know that yet? He knows that they, he knows that they got grabbed by the crab? No, he's just, he's just like, we're, something's happening. We're in a lot of danger. I don't know. It doesn't really make any sense. It doesn't matter. So he says, I want to run down on how you first encountered the dream crabs. She says, uh, well, we were we're here at this base doing research, and he says, "What kind of research?" And he says, "Uh, long story." Then she she's like, "Actually, let me just take you to the control room. We can talk to everybody." Clara pulls the doctor aside first, though, and says, "Uh, hey, what the fuck was that thing with Danny? Why did you say that?" And he's like, "Well, I didn't know he was dead. I just needed to make you upset so you wouldn't think about the aliens." And he says, "You told me that Danny survived." the series eight finale and she says i lied i didn't want you to worry about me what instead is of- i need to know the circumstances was did the doctor like <laughs> did he call her on the tardis phone hey, hey is, just checking uh, in is the pd teacher okay? alive she's everything like, okay yeah he's like bye is it are we good oh yeah Danny- she says i didn't want you to worry I wanted you to feel like it was okay for you to go home to Gallifrey. What <sighs> happened in the finale? But then he says, I lied. I, lied I didn't actually that. find Gallifrey. I just wanted to make an excuse for why I was leaving so that you would stay behind on Earth with Danny. It's really funny because I've been thinking about this a lot because we keep talking about companion like endings and, 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 and it feels to me like there are two possibilities for a companion's ending. Either they die... Or the doctor ghosts the fuck out of them <laughs> and never goes back to visit or, ever or they, again. Or they say, you know what, doctor, thanks for all the adventures. I'd like to, like, open never, up a chemical never, company called Ace never Chemicals. Visit, never visit me. 
Never speak of me. Don't speak of me, Doctor. Don't tell anybody about our adventures together. Don't think about me. I will return for this this sixty. I will show up. Uh, I will show up every special. ten years with some of your old faces. So, if, uh, uh, so they they catch up with everybody else, and the Doctor asks Shona why she's here, and she says it's a long story. Classic. Uh, yeah. He. The doctor asks Santa what he considers a key question that Shona has missed. How do you get all the presents in the sleigh? Oh, shit, this is epic. And Santa Santa whips his dick out and cranks it a little bit. (laughs) Thank you. And says, you're going to love this one. It's bigger on the inside. And the elves go, oh, Oh! like fucking rat battle hype men. I mean, that is kind of what the elves are. Because they watch the show and they know that that's a line that he says. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess, I guess later that will turn out to make sense. <laughs> and then they show uh, the the two of the scientists pull up some footage from like they were in some ice caves and they froze. There was like a frozen crab and they unfroze it, and it, that's kind of how how we, how this whole thing started. He says, "Oh, this could have been here for for thousands of years on Earth, just lying dormant, waiting." So that was that was a side mission you were working on. What's your main mission? Long that's story. a long story. And then, uh, but wait, wait, they're thinking about the dream crab, Sam. And they had a dream crab in a bucket, and it's starting to wake up! Yes, and now this is why I was uh, mentioning that it was in another room, because, yeah, the dream crab is back in the lab where they came from before, which means that the doctor says, Clara, could you go fetch the specimen for me? And she now has to walk down a creepy hallway where the lights are flickering for no reason. <laughs> Oh no, I hope no I hope a weeping angel doesn't show up. That would be a really bad place to have lights flickering. There's an annoying part here where uh I feel like it could have been fine if it wasn't so long where the the guy okay, there's two other people. We, so we've got lead scientist Ashley and we've got Shona who is whatever. There's also oh, Albert. Yeah, and then he's there's a, he's like a bellows. Albert Albert is like a fun he's like a funny man. And he, this is the part. And Sam, Bellows is a funny Grammy, Granny. This this guy's like this guy's like. Uh, he says something about oh he's like oh those those crabs are like face huggers and the doctor's like huh and he huggers. says face from huggers Alien. from the movie Alien and you the doctor's mo- like what and he's like you know the horror movie Alien and the you doctor make a goes, horror movie There's about a aliens horror movie called Alien and he's That's like yeah racist. the movie Alien. That's horribly offensive is what he says. No wonder people are always trying to invade you. Hey, Sam, what if there was a joke about a character saying, and then someone said that was racist? Oh, that's racist. That would be three times that they did that joke in the episode. uh, Bellows, the the last person on the crew, uh, she's like, uh, the sleepers, they were unconscious for a few days, then they became aggressive out of nowhere. The doctor says, well... The crabs, it probably took them some time to take over the bodies because they are currently putting the victims into a wonderful dream while they digest their brains. This is what I've decided. I'm the doctor, he says. And I know what they do. Um, and, uh, and then... <laughs> Clara goes down the flickering light hallway where the lights flicker. She says, this is a good hallway to be in right now. And, and she goes down it, and she just immediately... The specimen that was in a jar is no longer there on the table. The jar she, she is get, missing. She and she sees it crab. broken open all over the floor. And she's like, you know what would hmm. be a good idea? I'm going to take this helmet that I was wearing off. Just, <laughs> just, you know, 
Just to make I'm going to sure start my... thinking intensely about the dream crab. <laughs> I love dream crabs. I hope I get grabbed by the crab. And I'm going to make then... sure that I can see exactly where it is. And then I'll also lie down on the floor for easier access. <laughs> I'll put a pillow here and I'll, I'll, I'll put my nightcap on and get ready to have the best night of my best sleep of my life. Yeah, um, the doctor realizes in the other room, <gasps> we're thinking about the specimen. We got to get to Clara. And they run in. And Clara is hiding under a table, and she looks up, and she sees the crab above her, and it smashes through the table, and she screams, and then she wakes up in her bed. It was all a dream! And Danny Pink is here, alive, and he says, Clara, I'm so glad I got to come back for a seventh episode. (laughs) (laughs) Our beautiful marriage. It was my Christmas gift from the BBC, getting one more (laughs) acting role. Um, this is a... Oh, and then he says, like, uh, Clara, like, doesn't know what Christmas is for, like, five minutes of the episode that made me want to pull my hair out, where he's like, guess what day it is? And then she's like, I don't know, and he's wearing a Santa suit, and then he's like, well, we gotta go open our presents, and then she's like, is it Easter? It's chocolate. I want chocolate now. Was she? Said, was this supposed to be like sarcasm? Is this what the teens are I up to know. these days? Is, is, is Clara's not a teen, Sam. Yeah, but Stephen Moffat wrote it. And One Stephen of the elves Moffat said, is, Santa is Stephen, giving me the feels, so. <laughs> Stephen, I don't want to, like, shock you here, but Stephen Moffat is also not a teen. No, I know, but he attributes what he thinks teenagers say to everybody. <laughs> yeah, uh. So Dave this Pink is where Clara in, is like, yeah. oh, presents? Did you get me tickets to uh, the Indian Orient Express, that painting we saw in Paris, and permission to own a cat? And he says, how did you know I got you all three of those things? And she says... Because those are exactly the things I want. And you're too clever, ding, to be wrong. And he says... When you're clever enough to guess it. How ding. do you make you being clever, ding, into me being me clever, Me being clever, ding. ding. Yeah, this, the clever count was off the charts for one scene. I don't think they say it again for the rest of the episode. No, but they say thing like three more times. Yeah, I don't know, but I... I, I not not that one, in, it's in the specific I, I know Stephen in Moffat the specific... Way. I know, I know. I, we can't keep count of it. It's too hyper-specific. Well, Thing I'll, in a Stephen I'll, I'll Moffat keep count of it counter. when he's saying it in that way. And what is the that? Moffat def- thing? Yeah, the Moffat thing. <laughs> he's doing the Moffat thing. Uh, so she follows Danny into the hallway, and in my opinion, this is the first this moment the where part I was where like, "It's good." I think. Oh, I, like I was about part. to say this is the moment where I was like, "Oh, that's a shame." <laughs> oh, what? I think that they had some cool stuff going on here, and I wish they had held on to it longer and kept it ambiguous longer. Because mm, I, I think I, it. Here's the thing: for me, the viewer, I just think like on a meta level, it would be really weird if it turned out that this was reality and everything up to it was a dream. But I think that it would have been cooler, in my opinion if it was more ambiguous within the dream, you know? But instead, what happens that I didn't much care for is that Clara's in the hallway and, like, blackboards are appearing all over the walls and they say, like, Clara, dreaming, dying, you are dying, Clara. I and she's like, huh? No. I, I thought this part was neat and I thought the music here was really good because it has this it starts out with like Harry Potter Christmas dot mp3 and then like there's a slow transition also Clara's uh, motif is in it I don't I always forget that Clara has her own uh, theme music good for her um yeah I know right it was in her contract 
um clara's contract not uh, the actress's contract um <laughs> yeah well, she's like all right if i'm gonna come with you on these adventures doctor you're gonna have to write a theme song for me you've got sonic 06 music i need my own theme song um but then yeah it like it like slowly becomes more dissonant and scary and then it becomes very very dissonant and very yeah, the music's scary. always cool that's I cool. did. There and was then, there was a, a a like a thing that they did here that I did think was cool, which is she sees the blackboard that says like dreaming, and she's like, huh? And she just it. like wipes it off, and just as she wipes it, like as her hand passes over it, the word just changes from dreaming to dying. I thought I was it was like, a cool that's, sequence. That's, that's a cool. It's cool to see the message change like that. I thought that was a. Cool I think choice. that I think that the context of this scene, the idea that this scene needed ambiguity is kind of out the window because we saw Clara get attacked by the dream crab. So we like, no, we understand the, it's, it's not ambiguity for us because it would be stupid if it turned out that everything up to this point was a dream, because then like, what's the plot of the episode? What I mean is I think it would have been cooler if Clara within the dream maybe was unclear. Like if she had to sort of, navigate the situation with Danny not knowing if he's real questioning if he's real instead of just being like oh like scary whispers that are screaming wake up Clara <laughs> like I, I don't suppose know. so but this episode this episode has uh, uh has a lot of twists and turns and I don't know it if does and it and my my issues with the missed opportunities that I personally feel there are this is just the first one of them but the yeah. first of many of Stephen's uh, biggest disappointments. Yeah, um, I think I wanted I wanted them to do things. I wanted it to be creepier, I guess. <laughs> uh, and like it is creepy, but I feel like they just. I think they really like. What's what's the word? Pulled they their like, punches, huh? Pulled their punches. Yeah, I think they pulled their punches a little bit. It's he fine. Pulled his, he, Stephen pulled his penis. That's none of my business, but he does do it on the show all the time. I was going to say, he makes it your business. What are you talking about? So, back in the lab, the doctor is trying to wake up Clara. She's got a dream crab on her face. I do I do like the visual of Clara with the dream crab on her face. Not because I don't like Clara, but because it, it's well, really it was, creepy. It was because they put googly eyes on it to kind of relieve the tension. <laughs> uh, they say that there's no way to remove it without killing Clara. Um, well. So, the doctor says, okay... I have an idea. There's only one way I can communicate with her at this point. And Give me the go, crab. Yeah, we go back into the dream. Oh, this is the this is the thing thing the thing thing because Clara is like sitting with Danny in the living room having Christmas times, and there's a knock on the door, and she's like, "That must be my dad." <sighs> if you get him anywhere near the subject of golf, I will do a thing, and it will not be a good thing. Thank you, Stephen. It will be a it kind of implied that she was gonna like kill Danny Pink with some golf clubs. I think she she does threaten to murder him with golf clubs, but it's okay because she knows he's not real. Because she knows uh, he's yeah, already dead knows, anyway. Yeah, it's not offensive. He says, "Hey, that's a racist. I'm dead." He uh, says, but the doctor is at the door, and he says, "Clara, this is a dream, and you know it's a dream. So wake the fuck up already." Also, Danny's not that tall. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. That like. Oh, in the perfect world, what, in a perfect world in Clara's perfect mind paradise, her dead boyfriend was taller than he was? Yeah, the doctor's like, you're remembering him a little too favorably. He's not that tall. Come on. 
Well, you know, really? absence makes the heart grow fonder and the legs grow longer. Yeah, absence makes the legs absence makes the legs grow longer. That's what they say. Clara, yeah, she's like an old woman and she's like in a retirement home if and she's like my old boyfriend Danny Pink. He was 49 feet tall. I had the tallest boyfriend he played for the <laughs> NBA. When huge. he did a flip, he took off the heads of everyone in the vicinity with his long, swinging legs. He was the l- tallest pitcher in the Major League Baseball. He threw that ball and, by gum, it exploded a bird. Why am I Southern now? When you become old. That's what happens when you get old. Uh, That's why Peter Capaldi, is, he's from the south of England, a.k.a. Scotland. We then, like, cut to the doctor lying on the floor next to her with a crab on his face. Imagine if this didn't work, by the way. Imagine if he was just in his own dream, and they, they weren't <laughs> in a shared dream experience, and he was just like, cut shit. Cut to Santa, and he's like, looks like it's all up to me now. <laughs> Solid Santa? Yeah. So you have like a, is there like a Santa colonel that he calls in on his, on his little codec? Yeah, Does it's he Mrs. Ask- Claus. Mm, okay. She doesn't, I would assume that Mrs. Claus is the one he calls when he needs to like save the game. But, uh. You know way more about Metal Gear Solid. Oh, I'm I sorry. I can't really do much here. Oh, damn it. Okay. All right. Sorry. I, I'll, dro- I'll drop the joke then. So, uh. Clara is like, please, if it's a dream, just let me enjoy it. And he's like, no, because, hey, you there's feel on your cr- temple right here how there's like a little dull headache? He That's calls it because the, the dream mm. crab appendage is pushing through your skull and slowly dissolving your brain. <laughs> he says there's like a half inch incision in her her head um which is a a uh which is a setup that is never paid off i i i expected to see the the two the half inch hole in the head but we no, yeah never... i guess it just turns out not to be true it's just not true uh the doctor's just wrong the, well, you know this episode's very funny because the doctor's just fucking wrong all the time but he never he never admits it i have some theories about how he's right uh hmm. so he yeah, he describes it as the dream is the anesthetic that distracts you from the fact that something is drinking your brain through a straw right now. Which he is also a, he keeps that's a pretty keep, I like that. They keep describing it as the ice cream pain, and I wasn't. I mean, I'm sure they're saying it's like brain freeze or something, uh, but I'm not sure. I'm not I've sure. heard ice is cream it? headache. I haven't heard ice cream pain, but I assume it's yeah. It's probably just a British phrase. I don't know. Sauce. Uh, <laughs> help us help. <laughs> we don't know what to do i don't understand i can't i don't know what's happened what's the plot of this episode they said something and i didn't know what it meant anyway uh so yeah he asks like how long do you think you've been here she says all day he says no it's been less than five minutes time something something have you seen inception um and Steven but now this is i thought this was kind of cool because you know, Clara remembers Danny as a cool, heroic guy who died to save her or whatever, which means that once her brain starts to accept that this isn't real, her perception of Danny is that he would want her to get out of the dream. So he just, like, turns on a dime and is like, no, Clara, this is not real and you need to get out of here if you're in danger. Oh, and, and he like, does a cool. quadruple backflip. And then, yeah, he does a million backflips. Um, but we're not going to give him any awards because it's a dream. So, yeah, there's like a sweet, sad scene here where he's like, that's, I know that's Get how you guessed it. all your presents. And it's, he says it's, 
it's tough. Get over, get over me. I <laughs> get over it. You. I was only. In, I was only. In, uh, we were only together for like three episodes before I died. I don't know what to tell you, Clara. He tells her because uh, she's like, "But I miss you, Danny." And he's like, "That well, that's okay. Miss me for five minutes a day and miss me really hard and be really sad. But for the rest of the day, for the rest of your life." Just get on with your life. I want you to have uh I want you to have a five minutes uh cry over Danny Pink every day for the rest of your life and then have a cool life where you don't ever think of me for the for the rest of your day. That's right. Because if you do, I'll be able to find you like a dream <laughs> My ghost will catch you. <laughs> this is this is disco Elysium is what is what he's describing to me. So uh Clara Oh no, Danny Danny needs to say a line. So he's like, Clara, do you know why people get together at Christmas oh, every year? Oh, because this could be the last Christmas. It's because every Christmas because might be the last Christmas. I didn't see I didn't I didn't grow up celebrating Christmas. So I didn't realize that when you call grandma and uncle and aunt it's because cousins. you're all waiting you're and all hoping thinking that one of you might die. Please, so you can have this to... be our last Christmas? <laughs> you're like, I need to make sure that we get the whole family together because, not because it's like, oh, it's the holidays. We're together for the season to celebrate as a family. It's the, because we don't know if grandma's going to be around next Christmas. Oh, so we... we have to get... <laughs> you and I, had, I was going a completely different direction with this, which was that I thought that it meant... The war on Christmas could be won by the enemy oh, at any time. Oh, oh, okay, because they go to the Tesco and they see not a single Christmas card that says Merry Christmas on it. In the General Christmas Prager might be defeated at any moment. <laughs> that's what, I didn't realize that's what this is. Thank you, Stephen, for really calling attention to the real problem. No, that what really, the text of the, the, the text of the episode, not all jokes aside, is that apparently, according to Danny Pink, who, uh, I, to use Stephen Moffat's uh, verbiage, is an absolute psychopath, <laughs> um, thinks that the reason that you get the family together on Christmas is because they might die before the next Christmas happens. So this is your last Christmas. Possibly. I mean, I understand the sentiment of it. It's a weird sentiment. I don't think so. It's like, it's like, it's a, it's an occasion to spend time with the people we care about. Because. Yeah, and that's it. No, there's no because. There's no because. There doesn't need to be a because there. It's an occasion to spend time with the people we care about. Not because I don't know if my uncle is going to die in a car accident before the next time I get to see him. Yeah, it's just, oh, I we guess, get together you know, for the holidays because that's what you do. That's crazy, Danny. I Danny, understand that's off what the he chain. was getting at. I am with you, though. I don't. I don't think of the time that I spend with people I care about as like because you never know when they will. I'm gonna next time I see next time I see you, I'm gonna be like, hey, I'm really glad that I got to see you because I don't know if you're gonna die before I see you again. I mean, that's Danny? why I was I was like, we need to start recording two episodes a week because anything can happen. A piano might fall on your head. And we then, gotta watch as much Doctor Who as we can. This becomes the fucking clever souffle of the episode, too, because Clara says every Christmas is last Christmas over and over she again. She says it, and it so doesn't, many times. It doesn't so make any it. Si- it doesn't make... Just like the, the, the souffle, not the recipe or whatever. It makes no goddamn sense, Stephen. You can't just put words together and think that people are gonna put it on their Tumblr with the gift set. Here's the thing. I... 
I don't agree with you that it doesn't make sense. I think it makes sense. I mean, it I makes just don't logical, personally it, fully okay. agree with the sentiment makes, that he's getting. It makes at. logical sense of a thing that, like, like I can put it in my brain, and it isn't like every Christmas is last Christmas because uh, purple monkey dishwasher, right? Like that. I mean, that's what a Santarid would say. <laughs> What I'm saying is that's a fucking cranked thing to think about Christmas, my dear. I guess I guess the the fundamental divide here is that you and I would say that those moments are valuable in and of themselves because it's just good to spend time <laughs> with your not, family that you you're love not and care about. You're not future proofing. You're not like I I need to make sure this is insurance is what this is that I get to see you before you beef it that's just like imagine expressing that to your family on christmas i'm glad we're here because you never know it's sort of that's a weird, weird like kind of like negative it's it's yeah, like it's turning something dark, nice into something negative dark way i guess to think about a holiday just enjoy your time danny a lot i mean of, you for, for a lot of people that's not so easy as it turns out that's true but not for this reason <laughs> that's true maybe you know what it is honestly is is this is what a person who is dead would say about christmas <laughs> and he did and did yeah um i guess that's i guess that's the approach that you could take about this scene it's weird um, also, we didn't talk about it, but there's some dialogue where the doctor's like, hey, P.E., and Danny's like, hey, you old bitch. So anyway, uh, Clara and the doctor wake up, uh, and the dream when crabs wake fly up, off their faces and turn to dust immediately on the floor. Yeah, well, talk I did about like, this later. I did think it was I very d- funny when the dream crabs turn to dust, and the scientists just immediately like start sweeping it into a sweeping dust it can up. to study yeah. it. Yeah, I, I do love this later, We'll talk about it later, but just keep in mind that when the dream crabs die, they just turn to a big pile of dust, and it's it lingers, and you have to deal with it. <laughs> and I think that's really funny for what happens at the end of the it episode. It sure is. So, uh, Clara has a question for the doctor, though. She's like, hey, why isn't there, like, a hole in my head? And then Shona and Bellows say... Oh, you, that spot that you're pointing at, do you have a little headache there too? Because well, we've been having headache. a little headache there for some time now. They, and Albert they, and they, Ashley are like, oh, we've also got little headaches there on our heads. Oh no, we're still in our dream. Oh, and then the doctor, um, oh, because they're like, well, is it possible that we're, we're in a dream? And he says, well, no, we're not in a dream. And he says, well, think about who saved us in the infirmary. Like, what happened? How did we get here? Oh, right. right. Santa Claus came in and right. stopped so us the idea from... being the head crabs descended from the ceiling. And then they and all got gone. And then they started imagining their rescue from Santa Claus. And then and then I do like the fact... The episode does do a, a, a good job of, of explaining why Santa Claus is here, which is like, you all got Christmas on the brain. It's Christmas right now, and you're the North Pole. Of course you were all thinking about Santa Claus. But the um, doctor, the doctor says, funny. Uh, I'm going to use the most reliable dream test that I know of to figure out if this is real or not. And then he proceeds to describe the dream test that would work in the narrowest of situations. A dream test where you and four friends are having a collective waking nightmare. Right. Uh, it basically only works in this specific type of situation. I always heard I always heard that if you're in a dream, you look at a clock or something like that. I've, I've heard look weird. at a clock, look at... Uh, I have heard look at a book. I've heard look in the mirror. 
I've heard have four people look at four identical books, open it to a uh, randomly selected page by a fifth person who is also in the dream with you, and then everybody reads the first word on that page. And also, and it was the, a sixth person's idea. It was the, it was the sixth. If you're ever in a dream with six friends, this well, here's is the thing: you can figure it out. Again, this this dream test works in basically only this situation. I do think the logic of it makes sense. Oh yeah, I like this it. Context, I actually think because the I doctor the says scene... he taught. There's four copies of the like North Pole base manual, so he tosses them each one, and he says, "I'm assuming none of you have those memorized, which means whatever you look at will be your brain making some text up." So yeah, they each pick a a page, or they they, they all go to the same page rather. Yeah, and what is the first word? It's different for all four of them. I think now, the scene is pretty... I think the scene is neat. I liked it. I, I think it for a, me it is very much ruined by the fact that this is stupid as fuck. <laughs> I think because the idea... Thing number I one. Th- uh, uh, sometimes uh, different copies of the same book... Oh my god, okay. okay no, 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 no. You fucking listen to me. If this is the test to determine whether or not you're in a dream or reality, like... I could pick up the same book as somebody else, turn to the same page, and it's different text. Like, that's a bad system because you could get false positives. I think that's fucking stupid. The okay, other thing the- is, if all of these people are dream constructs, say that this is the doctor's dream, and he's made up all four of these people, then of course they can all have the same word. Or like, if this is Shona's dream and the other three don't exist they're all going to come up with the same word as her. It's just, it doesn't work. It just flat out doesn't work, except only, in this exact in this situation. Is, yeah, it's the Herman Ziegler test for if you're in a dream with six buddies. I just thought that, but was, also, really, I I just thought that, that was really stupid, and I didn't like it at all. I think the scene is cool, and I, I thought the scene was interesting. And also, um, they were identical crew like manuals. Of course they're going to be identical. It's not like, oh, I'm going to give you a fifth edition of The Hobbit, and I'm going to give you no, a fourth I edition of No, I don't agree with Hobbit. that. I think this is the exact kind of book that would get reprints that would be delivered to the same facility. But they seemingly all came here at this... Okay, this is a conversation I, I've decided I do not want to have I'm just saying, I, it didn't work for me because I don't think that this works or makes sense. I'm going to go to work and I'm going to pull up... I literally at work have a, a a website where it just keeps a list of our SOPs and they are all everyone has the same ones. Okay, I, I would assume they just oh, print I'm out sorry, the Jordan, SOP. I forgot the part where I said it's impossible that that could happen. I'm saying that of all the books that I think are going to be the same book, the crew manual for this one mission is probably the same for all four people. Okay, well, excuse me. I guess forget all the times in my life that I've been at work and I've been doing some kind of stupid <laughs> mandatory but you're assignment. Not on a and science. it's like, turn, you're not to, on a... turn to page 50 and go to this section, and I do, and it's not there. That shit happens. It's a very normal thing. I'm just saying that one small mundane reality makes this. What test about the not part? Work. What about the part where they read out the words and it says, "We are all dead." Well, that's different. <laughs> very, very, very. But that's dead. that's what I mean. This situation is the only one where this works. I think it's neat. I liked it. I just it, I thought it was stupid. Anyway, wow. Santa walks in and he says, yes, you're dreaming. Obviously, you're dreaming. I'm Santa Claus. Don't be stupid. I'm funny, Santa Claus. This part was so dumb, and I'll kill you if you liked it. 
because Santa says, you need to wake up. And Shona says, so let me get this straight. You're a dream that's trying to save us. And Santa Claus says, Shona, sweetheart, I think you just defined me. Oh my God. Yeah, that was really dumb. That's one thing about Santa. I think that <laughs> this is what the one line that I have a theory now that this was supposed to be uh, Jesus Christ <laughs> and uh, and a dream that's trying to save us is the best way. I'm putting on my fucking edgy, edgelord atheist hat for this scene. <laughs> Uh, a dream that's trying to save us. <laughs> a dream that thinks it can save us. Yeah, big what? What? Uh, fat chance? You're not even. Does it even real? There's only uh, one good iteration of Santa Claus, in my opinion, and it's the one that Maleficent from- tries to murder in Kingdom Hearts Two. <laughs> What's good about that Santa Claus? Uh, that Maleficent is trying to kill him. Also, that he meets Sora. He meets Sora. It's the fact Does that he... Maleficent is trying to murder Santa, and it has absolutely nothing to do with the plot of the game. She's, she's just, just angry. Fun. She's just. It's just for you know. I must deal with put... that wretched Santa Claus. Does Santa give Sora for Christmas a keychain with a keyblade in it? No, Sora's on the naughty list, famously because Riku told him that Santa's not real. Oh no, <laughs> Sora. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Um. Yeah, but Santa is a dream that is here to... One thing I've always felt about Santa is that he's here to save me, not like... I mean, I don't think about Santa that much, but give us... He's give here us to gifts. save me some money on My Little yeah. Ponies by bringing <laughs> yeah, them for free. he's here to save my parents Yeah, some okay, that's a toys. stupid joke here. Somewhere in here, uh, the elves and Santa, like, start laughing oh, it's like at them. Oh, right like, at the beginning of the episode. Who do you think brought you the presents? Your parents? That's in, like, the first three minutes of the episode. Oh, that was yeah. at the start. We just skipped over it. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always find the the Santa Claus premise so fascinating because it suggests that every adult in the world is honest. That they every all adult. know for a fact that Santa is real. Listen, listen, listen. If you, every year, you didn't have to buy presents for your children, wouldn't you be, like, totally into that? (laughs) One thing I know that every dad in the world, every dad, it doesn't matter where you're from or who you are, every dad would love to save some money here and there. Do you think that with with Christian children, is that just, like, a thing that always happens? Because it's like, here's here's what I'm getting at. Mm -hmm. You're a Christian child. Your parents a, yeah, know that Santa is real, so they never um, buy you presents because Santa gets you presents. Okay. They, they don't now, buy you gifts because, yeah. now, you grow up, you mm-hmm. have kids, you become a parent, and it's you Christmas time. Christmas you rolls don't... around. Is it every Christian parent's first Christmas <laughs> they make a mistake and don't buy their kids presents because they don't know that Santa's <laughs> real yet? They're like, what the hell? The... Or no, Why are there so many presents? No, that, it would be the other way around. It's that there's double presents. <laughs> no. Where'd the rest of these no, presents come from? No. Wait, what? Is it like, yeah, that's that's how you find out. Because at some point in your life, you start thinking Santa isn't real, and it's just your parents buying you presents. So you buy all your kids all and presents. And you're a teenager-ish, so your parents, like, the parents aren't going to be like, no, he's real. Because you're like, uh-huh, sure. Uh-huh, yeah. And then but you then wake when up, you have kids, your parents pull you aside and they're like, okay, I need you to understand something. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's the hard lesson that you have to learn. 
You're going to waste a bunch of money on presents because you you foolishly believed that Santa wasn't real. You set set expectations too high. I mean, this is the good thing because it usually happens when your kid's like a toddler. Yeah. uh, Is that you wake up in the morning, you come downstairs, you know, your your two-year-old is down there, and then there's just presents stacked to the fucking roof (laughs) because you bought too many and then Santa showed up. And then you go, oh, God, okay, he is real. I guess I better not do that again. And then you are now in on the now you're in and on it. And he egged your house because you didn't put out milk <laughs> and cookies. For you him. did. He took a shit on the floor. <laughs> He's really belligerent. He's played by Nick Frost. I mean, I don't know what you want. He's a comedy man. So, um, uh, yeah, they basically figure out that Santa is like their brains trying to signal to them, "Hey, you fucking idiots! This isn't happening." It Why is Christmas. Would, this is, look, it's Santa Claus. Don't be stupid. Mm-hmm. Of course this isn't real. Uh, so once they understand this, Santa vanishes because it's like, our, his job is done. Our brains have successfully shown us that we're in a dream. So Santa's gone now. Mm-hmm. So he's like, okay, we need to follow, he being the doctor, we need to follow the pain and and make it worse and we'll wake up. So they focus on the pain and it gets really bad, and they all wake up. They're in the infirmary. The crabs fall off their faces. They run out the door. The sleepers are chasing them, but they lock the door behind them. And the doctor says, well, that's our part of this all's, done. Let's get the hell out of end, here. All's well that ends well. This is where he says, no need for chatting. This isn't Facebook. <laughs> he hates Facebook. He hates the kids and everything they stand for. <laughs> he hates teenagers. Um, most of all. This is very out of character for the 12th Doctor, because they're, like, running out the door, and Clara's like wait, what's going to happen with the others? And the doctor's like, what, am I supposed to eliminate every dangerous thing on planet Earth? Don't be ridiculous. Yeah, it was kind of a, it was kind of wild to me that, like, it, it kind of felt like there was a, an imminent dream crab invasion and or outbreak uh, on Earth that was just never going, that he was just going to, like, walk away from. Right, exactly. Um, but um, Clara points out, hold on, mm-hmm. doctor. If if Santa was from the dream, what does it mean that at the start of all of this, he was on the roof of my building? And, and the, the doctor says, like, oh, oh, shit. And then he's like, hey, wait a minute. Why were there only four manuals if there were eight crew members? Because there were the four in the infirmary bed. See, that's another moment where I think this one is a bit of a, a bit of a missed opportunity. But also it comes back to something that we talked about earlier which is like you already established something that removes the ambiguity which is they came out of the dream and there's no hole in their head there's no <laughs> hole in their head so like why are we even having this conversation the head crabs popped off and there's not a hole in their head but Shouldn't we don't they know immediately that be we like don't, we don't know that that's how the head crabs work that might just be how they think it works but if they think it does then why aren't they thinking about it <laughs> Because in the dream, in the dream of the dream, that's how they work. But in the dream... I dreamed a horrible dream where the head crabs put a hole in your head, and that's how they eat your brain. In reality, they don't, and that's how they, they eat your do brain. That. Yeah, they just get on there, and they just kind of just kind of do it. They just think about it, and your brain gets They eaten. think about Yeah, yeah, exactly. There is a joke um, in here that I liked where they run back inside, and they see the four of them, and the doctor, <laughs> the doctor is like, okay, before we get into this, are you the same ones that we met a minute ago? And they're like... Yeah? And he's like, sorry, I already deleted you from my brain. (laughs) That's what he does with his old companions. 
I mean, that would explain, that would explain in, uh, I think it was, yeah, it was in the forest of the night when there's the little girl in Clara's class and he's like, there appears to be a human on my ship. Maybe it's like, maybe it's like when your hard drive gets, boy, do I know this feeling when your hard drive gets full, uh, and, and, uh. Maybe, for example, maybe, for example, there's a 60 gigabyte program on there that you cannot uninstall because it does not actually exist on your computer, but your computer thinks that it exists on your computer, and it's uh, locked behind a uh, Blizzard app that doesn't exist anymore. You, you know, Jordan, I'm going to recommend it. you a, an uninstaller tool that I had to use recently. I, I think it might be able to solve your I problem. tried. I tried. It didn't work because <laughs> it's not real. It's not there. Did you try Winderstat? Yes. Oh. It was recommended to me. Blizzard fucked my computer so hard that there's 60 gigabytes of Overwatch test program that Look, cannot be uninstalled. Anyway, I, I'm not what I'm telling saying you is, to do anything. I'm not saying anything or endorsing anything. I'm just saying it should be legal for you to... F- uh-huh. But anyway, if I was the doctor and I had 60 gigabytes of, of like, let's just... Let's, for example, say Martha in my brain. Um... And I wanted, and I had no room to put my podcast audio, uh, which is the each adventure I have every week with with uh, with my brother on this podcast. I would delete those files so I'd have more room, and that's why he doesn't ever talk about Martha because he deleted her. He doesn't remember her, and that's is that depressing? That's why he, yes. That's why he felt guilty when he saw a picture of her because he was like, I have no idea. I don't who know that who is. is this? Who are you? Meanwhile, she's like in the other room on the TARDIS. Like what? Meanwhile, she's in. In Hades, she none died. of the companions have ever died. It turns out. I, what if uh, that was the? What if? What if we simply thought that they all died and none of them? They're all just out there living their lives. Good for them, they're not happy though. that they're not uh, on Doctor Who. This anymore. is where we we do the thing, and he's like, "Shona, what, what were you doing the in the infirmary?" And she says, "It was a long story." Ashley, what is the primary mission here? Oh, it's a long, long story. story. Bellows, why are you at the North Pole at all? It's a long story. And then he turns to Clara and says, "Clara." Why did we come here? And she says, it's a long story. What? Why did I say that? And I, I like this idea. The doctor's like, the all of these times that people say that something's a long story, those are like the gaps, the gaps. in a dream that your brain is like, don't worry about it. Yeah, I like that the episode has inconsistencies from the start. It means that you, <laughs> it means you don't have to do, you don't have to write it, but they were written in, so it's fine. Uh, and then he says, here's a question. Why are there only four manuals on a station with a crew of eight people? Maybe there's only four <laughs> manuals. I don't know. Everyone gets one. Um, then we see the crew, the people in the infirmary who were like, had the crabs on the whole time. They're just them, the the four of them, and they have their uniforms on and their name tags. And then Bellows says... I'm sure I'm not dreaming. And the doctor says, I disagree. Clara, give us another page number. 12. Make it a good one. And folks, gonna, I will give you zero dollars if you can guess 12. what number she's about to say is good. Twelve. Twelve. Oh, and you 12, can see 12, the silhouette 12, 12, of, 12, you can 12. see the silhouette of Stephen honking off in the corner. And the page, the first word on each page is very, very, very dead. Oh my God. Except they're actually alive. It's fine. Um, they're not dead yet. Like and yeah, they they all realize, oh my god, the headache is still there. It's getting worse. Uh, the the sleepers get out of bed. They see their own name tags on the uniforms, and uh, <laughs> Shona is like, "How is this possible?" And the doctor's like, "Come on, 
I can't explain it again. We're all asleep. I'm probably asleep on my own TARDIS. Clara, you're asleep in your bed. Let's just get out of here. They run yeah, out. Yeah, he does like, He does mention at this point, he's like, this whole thing is probably just not real at all. Like, the the four of you probably don't even know each other. You're probably just complete strangers who happen to get sucked into this. Which, he says some stuff later that makes me really question what he said here, which is like, it's probably just a total coincidence that the four of you are here, but whatever. Uh, and then Albert... Uh, his sleeper self looks at him on the monitor and the doctor says, don't get too close. This is a nightmare. Anything can happen. And the sleeper reaches out of the screen and pulls him into it and kills him for real. And he is never mentioned again. <laughs> they mentioned him one more time. They say, what happened? What do you think? Did Albert wake up? And they said, yeah, he woke up dead. And that's the last time they talked. Yeah. They're just like, oh, whatever then. I guess I don't care. Anymore. <laughs> whatever. Was, I don't even was, fucking know him. So whatever. He was playing the weeping angel video game is what he was doing. <laughs> So uh, they run outside as the other sleepers climb out of the screens like movie. The doctor, like, locks the sonic screw. Uh, Albert's sonic last screw. words. This is like that movie. This is like that movie, the one where you get sucked into the TV. Persona 4. So, um, uh, yeah, the sleepers start, like, punching like punch- through the door that they close. And the then doctor's they go in the like, TARDIS. Yeah, if if the TARDIS is something I dreamed up, then it would be indestructible. So let's all get in the TARDIS. But the door of the TARDIS opens and crabbed up Doctor and Clara step out of it. Uh-oh. That's not a great thing to step out And they out say, of the TARDIS. how are we going to get out of this place? If only there was a, a, a man with a, who laughs like a bowl full of jelly And the Doctor says, us. come on, it's Christmas at the North Pole. Who you going to call? They should do that. And then oh, Santa arrives that. in his sleigh in the Saint Nick of Time. Do you like that one, Jordan? That one, I mean, maybe you're Stephen Moffat. Is that a possibility? I didn't like that one at all. Oh. Um, and he says, get oh, in the sleigh, I'll, sa- I'll save you. And then uh, <laughs> Harry Potter Christmas music ba, ba, dot. Ba, ba, yeah. da, da, da. They fly over London in Santa's sleigh, and we get a way too long scene of oh, the Oh, it goes on forever! And he da, goes, da, 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 da. You can hear a faint applause from the city streets as people yeah. clap for something that they don't quite know you what it is. S- they collide. I, I know I should be applauding right now. They collide they with the 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 flying uh the flying bus uh creating a, a big fireball midair. Where do you think Lady Christina D'Souza took that thing? Uh she crashed it into Big Ben immediately and died. <laughs> she she crashed it and got eaten by crabs on an island. Oh no. Uh so the scene goes on for way too long. Uh, and then they all start remembering who they are, and Shona's like, oh my god, I'm not a scientist, I just work in a shop. But Shona's, like, trying to, like, come out of this with some new friends, like an old grandma and, uh, and, like, a, a a lady. Yeah, she's like, how about we all say our phone numbers so that we can, like, meet up for real? And And the doctor is like, you're not gonna remember any of this. I wish my f- they had. I thought that that was how this was going to end, and I was like, oh, that's a fun idea, but then it just doesn't happen, and I'm like, well, why get my hopes up? Um, and this is my favorite part of the episode, is where the people start waking up, and when they wake up, of course, the dream crab falls off their face, and now they just have a mess to deal with. Yes, we see, like, the, the camera just pans down onto Bellows's living what room was, floor. Okay, what was this... this- this was wild to me, and I did not like it. Was like yeah, but it's because Bello- Stephen loves the twist disability. Yeah, Bellows wakes up, and it's revealed that she her was granddaughter's like, "Grandma, dinner's ready," and she's like, "Oh, sorry, I must have wistfully off. looking down." And the camera slowly down. pans oh, down. I 
I was in a wheelchair and the now whole I can't time. Walk. Oh my god. Who gives a shit? I've been in a wheelchair for some amount of time. Oh man. Thanks, Steven. Whatever, Steven. Yeah, yeah. But I do like when the camera pans down onto the pile of crab. Is, like, legs yeah, are sticking yeah, out yeah, of it, yeah, and yeah. they're just going to find a, that later and be like, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. That's what I think it was thinking about. I was like, someone's going to have to clean that up. But wait, so is Steven implying that, that she would rather be uh, attacked by crab monsters on an Arctic base, but she's able to walk, and she's, like, sad that well, she's see, home Well, see, that's safe another one of these things her- that I'm like, it just doesn't work. Because I can, here's the thing. I can understand the idea of the the dream anesthesia that distracts the doctor and Clara from the head crab pain is that they get to go on another adventure together. I yeah. understand that logic. Why would Why? this this old woman who is like retired and living in comfort with her family in a lovely house why would <laughs> she like, be like you know it would be a real a real balm against the pain of a brain drill is i i'm on a sci- a cold science lab with people i don't know and i can but walk i can again. walk yay i mean it kind of sounds like the episode kind of implies that this was like the doctor, it happened to the doctor, and then these four randos just got roped into it. And well, this was that's like all in the doctor's head. That's something that bothers me, and I can't remember when it's said. I think the doctor says it somewhere in here when he tells them, like, I don't think you all know each other. He basically says, like, because we find out that he's like in a cave somewhere, and he's like, one of the crabs must have found me while I was asleep. And it got into my dreams and tracked down Clara, do, and that's how she got a head do, crab. Not to go rewrite mode, but you know what I think would have made this episode way cooler is if it was only the doctor who had the crab on his head and nobody else, like, like it didn't, Clara did not experience this. It was all in the doctor's brain. Yeah, and, and all of the other like, cast members are played by this man. <laughs> Just nobody, nobody, none of this is real except for, for the doctor. And this is like, and then it makes him go, like, back to Clara. Cause he's like, I think that that know. would have worked a lot better because as it is, he says, like, the crabs found me in the cave. They tracked down Clara using like a telepathic brain link. And then the rest of you were just collateral damage. And I'm like, what is that? That doesn't make any sense. How does that <laughs> like, well, as long as like, what does it mean? They tra- like, do they have a little tiny crab spaceship? Where <laughs> is the doctor? Is he on earth? He's on the kingdom of Krabulon nine. Um, and we do see uh, I, a, a shout out to Shona. She wakes up in her like she she sleeps on the couch in a very messy apartment. Um, and uh, this is what you, your life is like if you work at the shops, I guess. Um, and then she pulls out a to do list that says like to do Thrones marathon. It's her her Christmas itinerary. It says forgive David. I think question mark question mark question mark. And, and then, then she, she checks, checks it, it off, off because this this has given her the valuable insight that she needs to forgive Dave for I assume cheating on her. Like I don't she know what else the thing would be, but it it had the vibe of like that asshole. My ex boyfriend Dave fucked me over, but I might forgive him on Christmas. <laughs> uh. There was a thing that I I started to like here until I remembered that it doesn't make any sense because the <laughs> her itinerary is as follows: watch Alien, watch the thing from another world, Dad arrives, watch Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, Thrones marathon, forgive Dave. First of all, I think it's cute that she's like having a horror movie marathon, but then when her dad shows up, they watch a Christmas yeah, movie like together. That. I think that's cute. 
like um, but for a second, I was like, oh, she fell asleep watching Alien. That's why the dream but had the head crabs. No, just, but then no. I'm like, wait, no, because the wait, crabs no. are real. <laughs> the, the, the doctor, there, there's one There's one that she's going to have to sweep up before her dad gets here. We also see Ashley wake up in her bed. and She's in like a really nice apartment. And she, she works- looks to her side and sees the dream crab next to her and screams and then it disintegrates and she's like, oh, okay. It's also unclear, a- and th- this is an ambiguity I'm fine with, but it's unclear if any of them remember the dream when they wake up. I think that they yeah. don't. I don't think they remembered it. I think they just saw a horrible dead dust bug. Yeah, then we cut to them. Albert's corpse in his bed getting slurped <laughs> he, uh, inside he, out. He, he wakes up next to his three wives and his two husbands and his 100 grandchildren and, and uh, the crab is now, he, the crab has become the living man and he is the dust next to the crab. Good for it. Um, but he didn't get to let his bones breathe. I, so I was confused horrible. though. I don't... This was this was weird because it felt like with with Shona being like oh my god let's all get each other's numbers and then like Ashley and Shona and uh, I mean Bella's like wakes up in her house or whatever but like I was surprised that this wasn't like Shona wakes up and she's like alone on Christmas and Ashley wakes up and she's alone on Christmas and they're like they go to hang out yeah I was like that would be nice if they did all meet up and spend Christmas together or like if like Bellows. Calls them up and it's like, hey, do you want to come spend Christmas with my family? <laughs> and then there's like a scene where her grandkids are like, because who are these people? And she's like, they're my friends. And it's like, oh, that's nice. But it was weird that Ashley's ending. And like Ashley was one of the more prominent crew members. Her ending is just, ah, a head crab. <laughs> this is why I think the episode would have been better if it was only the doctor who was getting cra- grabbed. Well, by I have crab. I have a couple theories. Uh-huh. Uh, can we f- and uh, I'll just say right now, one of my theories is that there was an alternate ending for this episode filmed in case of a particular eventuality that I'll get to in a second. But uh, Clara is like, oh, it's too bad we have to wake up. And the doctor says, well, if we don't, we fucking die. And she's die. like, fine. Yeah. He wakes up on the floor of the cave and jumps in the TARDIS to come find her. And then he gets to her. Did you think her this was head. at all weird, the way that Clara, like, cuddles up against Santa Claus? <laughs> Yeah, she uh, she cuddles she, up. A, she's she like, I want to stay a lot with of... you a little longer, Santa Claus, because every Christmas is last, last Christmas. Christmas. And she puts her head on his shoulder and like cuddles up to him, and he's like, "What the hell? What the hell? My, my uh, wife is going to be pissed." <laughs> I think Clara just has a thing for freaked up old men. <laughs> and what is Santa Claus? What is Sandy Claus if not a freaked up white man? That's so true. Uh, so the TARDIS arrives at Clara's house. It's uh, a very big house, I think. Uh, uh, was it a big house? Did she have a big old, big old house? Uh, yeah, I don't think this is the place that she was at when she was, like, nannying. She's at Lady Masuza's Governess, house. excuse me. She's at Lady Christina Masuza's house. And That's she, nice. He goes up and he wakes her up and she, he takes the head crab off of her because he says, I figured out how to get the crab off with my sonic screwdriver. He mentions, by anything. the way, that he found her by following the crab's telepathic link to her, which I was, when he said that, I was like, doesn't he know where she lives? Well, well. He well. zaps the crab off her face and peels it off and puts it in his specimen jar and... This Oh, this is where he's like, the crabs must have found me and then tracked you down through my memories and the others, eh, whatever. I don't know. And then he <laughs> says, oh, Clara, it. how long has it been? 
and she turns on the lamp and she is old at him and says 62 years i missed you doctor oh i've seen the movie hook too um i hook yeah i like hook um so he's like what the hell I think yeah. the the notable thing about this, because obviously the doctor has a time machine, the the important thing is, here is the fact that Clara says that it's been sixty two years means that no matter what, the doctor is not going to ever think, yeah revisit young Clara again. He asks her uh, if she ever like found a Danny repl- replacement <laughs> or replacement for Danny, and she's like, nope. She says, uh, there have been a lot of men, but I, pr- I turned them all down. Only one of, there was one man who was as good as Danny, but it never would have worked out. He impossible. was impossible. I was so attracted to him. And then he became, he became a really weird old man. It never would have worked like, out. He started being old at me. <laughs> he became old. And there's one thing, one thing that we hate is how old Peter Capaldi is. I can so get like, past. Yeah. They, like, catch up about how nice her life has been in the last 62 years. She's been teaching all over Europe. She can fly a plane now. Um, they There's a sweet little moment here where they do a Christmas cracker together, and he holds her old hand to help her grasp it like she oh, did so for old. him when he was old Matt Smith. Oh, yeah. That was that was the thing. I forgot about that. Um, forgot about that I episode will say we watched, that- like, two weeks ago. I will say it's a it's uh highly unearned as we will find out in a second. Yeah. <laughs> because he says we should do this every Christmas, Clara, and she says I agree. And do you know why? Because every say everybody it with me, everybody hit <laughs> listeners every, every Christmas, Christmas is, is last Christmas. Christmas. The and thing they we open all the say. cracker and he says oh, I wish I'd come back earlier. And then Santa Claus walks in and says how much oh, do you wish man. for that? And the doctor, he wakes up again. This actually didn't happen. It was a stupid, useless fake out for no reason. It was and a he trick. Jumps in the TARDIS and he tracks down Clara, thing, who still has a dream crab on her face for no clear reason. I don't know why. This is a thing, by the way, this is a thing that Moffat loves to do in Sherlock specifically. It's a, a cool uh, literary technique called tricking the audience. <laughs> Uh, where you show them something that isn't real so that they can be freaked out by it. There was an episode of Sherlock where, like, and I, I, a, a, like a boy wakes up on a plane full of dead bodies, uh, and then Moriarty is like, "I did it. I'm evil." And then it turns out that none of it ever happened. It was just none of that actually happened. That's it was so fake. cool. Yeah, it was just not. It just didn't happen. It wasn't real. So Clara, of course, she was also in that dream. So when he gets to her. She's like, am I, am I young? Please tell me I'm young. I did think it was kind of funny that she asks if she's young and the doctor looking at Clara as we know her is like, I don't know. (laughs) You think I can still keep track of that stuff? I have no idea. I have no perception of that anymore. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, but she looks at her mirror and says, okay, um... Can I can I please continue to be on Doc? I decided I made up my mind. I'm going to be on the show for one more season. Let's go well, on an adventure right now. Well, this is what one of my theories is because I don't know if you saw this. Uh, I think I did. I did see this. Discord. Yeah, that this was possibly going to be what's her name. This she, was possibly going to be Jenna the Coleman. final appearance of Jenna Coleman. But then she changed her mind, and then yes, but like and Stephen Moffat has said in in a in an interview sometime after this that. Had Jenna Coleman chosen to retire from the show, this episode would have been the way that they introduced the new companion, Shona. Oh, sorry, Shona. 
So I Sorry. think I think that there was an alternate ending to this filmed where Clara when really is old. old. This is her send off of like, well, she never went on another adventure with him. But she had but a great life. She had a long, happy life. She got one final dream adventure with him. And in the end, we know that they're going to, like, spend Christmas together for as long as she has left. And that not that nice? And then I think the alternate ending that they probably filmed and then didn't have to use is him he shows to... up at Shona's apartment and says, hey, want to go to space? Can I, can I, can I, can I say something? I really would have liked that. That, that would have been cool. I think it would have been cool, and I think I think that they I think Shona was fun in this episode. She would have been a good companion, and I kind of feel bad. I kind of feel bad for the actress who was like, "Oh, I could have gotten way more work uh, doing this show," and then I'm going to then, assume that she was not told that. Uh huh. But, but she. But but now it's information that is available to her anyway. Oh that's, well. Uh, Oh well, I mean, we we I've 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 turned around on Clara mostly. She's fine. She's pretty well. Good. I will say. Here's what I'll say. Uh-huh. Um, we this the series after this is have series seen... nine, which we have, have we only seen, seen yeah. the woman who lived that Clara's in for about forty five seconds. Yeah, you're right. So I don't know if Clara gets anything good to do after this. I don't know if this was a good decision to keep her around. Maybe it was. Maybe she's in most of the episodes. I don't know. I just don't know. It kind of sounds like she had other, 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 other gigs going on or something. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I, I know she like played. Wasn't she like the queen in something? You think I know? I don't know anything. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't. I've literally never heard of her outside of Doctor <laughs> Who. <laughs> I mean, that's my policy for almost everyone on Doctor Who. Is I'm like, oh, some British actor. <laughs> If if you're British and you're not a comedian or in our Discord server, I've never heard of you. If you're British and you're not a comedian who was on Taskmaster and or Would I Lie to You, or you're you played the Doctor and you were in something else I've seen. Like we've heard of a lot of. It turns out we've heard of most British people. Uh, so anyway, the Doctor is like Clara. Please don't argue. My TARDIS is outside. All of time and space is waiting for you. Come with me. Let's keep this train a rolling. And she says, "Yeah." One more and season. She, she kisses him on the cheek and says, "Merry Christmas, the Doctor." And he says, "Merry Christmas, Clara Oswald." And they run outside and they get in the TARDIS. And she's like, "I've never seen you so happy." And he says, "Well, second chances are rare, and I don't and even know who all... to thank for this one." And as the TARDIS leaves, the camera pulls back to focus on Clara's windowsill. Featuring a tangerine. tangerine. Now, okay, here's my theory, and I'm almost positive this is not correct. This whole thing was a dream. None of this was real. Because they established, with in no uncertain terms, what shows that the dream isn't real, Santa Claus. Santa Claus being there. It ends with, Santa Claus gave them this opportunity, they're still in the dream, the series nine opening, The Magician's Apprentice, is going to be about them trying to break out of the dream. Also, you know what else is uh, missing that should be here is the fucking holes in their heads. Yeah, they didn't have any holes in their heads. But once again, that could have just been a construct of the dream. We don't know that the dream crabs work like that. That's just how the doctor thinks they work. But they had the headaches. 
I'm just saying, I think I'm wrong. I think that this was all real. The, the end of it was, I mean. I think that they are out of the dream, and I think the head crabs are dead. It's and just I think that it we just live in a world. Sense. We live in a world with Santa Claus. Santa Claus because is real. God is real. We already God know this. Missy Doctor is God. Who, yeah. The Master is God. Missy. We already know this. No, that's not true. Missy is more like St. Peter. No, she's She God. welcomes you at the gates no, they, of heaven. Jordan, they literally said, the, the like dead police officer or whatever it was, was like, where's God? And the, the guy at the desk was like, oh, she's busy. And then Missy walked in. Yeah, but she's an absolute psychopath. Like You can't, trust <laughs> you can't her. be God if you're a psychopath. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that a lot of this episode was good once it stopped moffeting all over itself. He moffets all over the goddamn walls. I think that what I've found with with Stephen Moffat uh, is that his episodes are are when he's not moffeting, which is like half of the episode he spends moffeting, is like they're really fun to watch and interesting until you like put them under any scrutiny and then they break apart like a little. Uh, and I like take a, a lot of notes, so I'm putting the scrutiny on them while watching. <laughs> yeah, and then I put the scrutiny on them while talking about it. Which is um, which is fun. We we we're taking two different angles at it, but we end up in the same place. We don't much care for Stephen Moffat. Generally. I don't like Stephen Moffat. I think he. I see. This is what I'm really like dreading. I mean, I really liked. Uh, I really like the Doctor dances. I really. What if we get to Blink and we don't like it? What if Blink sucks? I think. Like, I think we'll probably like Blink. I think it'll be a good episode because because that because we I don't like know, the Doctor like, dances. We we like Day of the Doctor. We know that he can write like, great episodes. Is it like? Maybe it's like you you know it's how you act at a, at a, uh, when you're at someone else's house versus how you act when you're inside <laughs> your own house, right? Stephen was a visitor in Rust, Rustel Rustle T Davils. Um, Whatever you say, Mister Davies. He's like, I can't, I can't take my shoes off and whip whip it out and start moffeting all <laughs> moffeting all over the walls like I really want to because this is not my house. This is a this is Rusty Davies' house. But when he, it became when Rusty T Davies handed over the deed, Stephen took off his shoes and he took off his pants and he just started blasting his moffat all over the place. Oh God! I know that I'm the one who introduced that metaphor, but I regret it. Uh, yeah, said, there's what if cool was- ideas here, as you know, as there so often are in Stephen Moffat's episodes. Um, I don't think that they were that well executed. I thought that fake out ending was really, really stupid. I thought it was very rude of them. Here, I hate, here's the thing: I literally. I, I think emotionally the idea of that ending was that it was the doctor and Clara realizing, I don't want this. I don't want to live out 62 happy years without going on adventures with the doctor. I would rather have a I wild, live chaotic out, adventure life. I want to live out 61 more years. I want to, no, I want to live out one more year and then, and then die, die in an explosion. <laughs> what happens to Clara? Like what happens? I mean, Danny's dead. She might as well die too now. Yeah, I mean, there, like, there goes my ending that I'd predicted. I thought, I'm already I thought, wrong. She might yeah, as well thought, die now. Fuck off, I Clara. Thought it was you ruined my like life. A, I thought I thought it was Danny was a very clear out for Clara. Uh, it's like, oh, she has a you know, she could she could live a happy life teaching with Danny, her husband. Oh, but anyway, I don't know. I just don't think that it was necessary. I think it was stupid that it was in the episode. It just felt like a stupid fake out. Like I a just hate when TV. Me, the I, I hate when TV shows lie to me about things. And and this is literally like Stephen's favorite trick. Mm-hmm. Just watch Sherlock. There's another episode of Sherlock, uh, the the Hounds of Baskerville, which I've actually never read the the book of, but I know it's like one of the most loved Sherlock Holmes stories ever. Uh, but in the episode, there's a whole part where 
it's just like Watson is being attacked by a big scary dog, and then it's just like, no, you're not. It was all fake. I tricked you. It's all. It's just it's sure, Sherlock specifically. Sherlock specifically is a show that just loves to fucking lie to the viewer's face, and then when it tells you the truth, it likes to sm- it smug. It looks smugly at you, and it says, "Haha, but you didn't see that one coming, you dipshit." You fucking moron. That you I also didn't see think the that a lot of the Danny and Clara stuff probably would have hit harder if we had watched it normally and we knew why if he we had was seen, dead. If um, we had seen all, all three episodes of Danny in them, yeah. In conclusion, I'm going to say, I think that what I'm about to say is maybe uh, the harshest criticism that you could possibly give any story. It's bad, folks. No. Oh. It will actually be pretty cool. Assuming it turns out that the whole thing was a dream. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. If Series 9 begins and they still are crabbed up, then I will look back on this and be like, that's actually pretty cool. That's actually pretty interesting. But that's probably not what happened. And the fact that that is what I'm thinking is pretty damning, I would say. C+. Not great. I was thinking C+, too. Oh, my God. Open our manuals and it's a C+. This is a... This is on the better half of a of an average episode. If Moffat wasn't being all Moffat about it, I think that it went down a full letter grade when it lied lied to the viewer and then tricked you. Yeah, I mean, I will say at the beginning, I was preparing to give it like a C minus. Yeah, the everything I think it climbed up and then it climbed back down. Yes, it. Ha- I think in the middle it was like, oh, this is cool. Like they're in dreams and they don't know whether they're awake and they're having to like do all this. That that was pretty cool. Um, and then. And then it started. It started out very cringe. And, then and look, started, everyone in the Discord, don't confirm that it is all still a dream, and that I'm. I don't. Right. Okay, I know I, I to, am. I also but don't to, tell I also us. Have to, I also have to put this out there. I don't even one percent think that that's what it is. I don't, <laughs> I don't agree really with either. Sam. I think that's a dumb theory. Um, I don't think it's a dumb theory. I think it's I don't just think. Wrong. So, sorry, I think it's. Yeah, I think it's wrong. I don't think it's even remotely correct. Um, they're gonna start. It's it's gonna be status quo restored. Uh, I think it's. I think what's what's weird about it is that all the things that pointed to the dreams were the weird inconsistencies plus Santa Claus, and then they come out of the dream, and there's weird inconsistencies plus Santa Claus. <laughs> you ever think about how Clara, um, her original deal was that she like threw herself into the Doctor's time stream and got scattered throughout the universe as different Claras to save the Doctor in various mm-hmm. points of his life, mm-hmm. and that and then and then that just like that was resolved, like that was over, and then she just sticks around for a very long time. I just uh, think it's really. I don't. I, just I don't. Think I don't know if I mind that. I. I think it's I'm not that I mind okay it. It's, with that. it's, it's really going to depend it. on whether or not I think that she's good in series nine. It's not that I mind it. It's that I just think it's really funny. Like her, her arc is like fully resolved. We ex- we understand like her, her character. She literally like dies, and then the doctor grabs her, <laughs> and then it's just like, and then it's never mentioned again. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fine, though, for a character to have an arc, and then they stick around and have a different arc. It's just the fact that it's never brought up ever again. We don't know that. There's a lot of episodes we haven't seen. That's true. There might We're going to roll all the like... episodes in Series 8 that we haven't seen yet, and it's going to turn out that they talk about it at all. <laughs> Are there... But, but here's my question. Are there still... 
Claras out there that they haven't like they won't show them but presumably there's lots of Claras out there that we just never met you think if that they ever want to bring back Jenna Coleman in they like series 25 to... Diane Morgan is gonna meet Clara and be like oh it's another one of you and then that Clara is gonna die horribly die, and Diane yeah. Morgan's gonna be like well I mean I already you know I already dealt with she already that ex- yeah she already explained <laughs> I, I don't so, need to go seek her out and show her how fast I can run or whatever. I'm so obsessed with the fact that our 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 new like permanent shorthand for a future doctor is is Diane Morgan playing Philomena Kunk playing the doctor. It's very funny. It's a good bit. It's pretty good. Um, um, Jordan, would you like me to roll a new episode for us to watch? Well, we have to do some things before we do that. Do we have any awards? I don't feel like we have any awards to give out this week. Um, I feel like I feel like nobody really gets a gold star because no. no one really did anything. Nobody did any six stunts. Nobody See, this is this is the problem. Is this way. is one of those episodes where the doctor is the only one who does anything. <laughs> this is why I was like, this episode would have been better if it was only the doctor who was experiencing any of this, and it was all in his head. And Clara wasn't even there. She he, she has no idea what's going on, and he shows up at the end like, oh my god, Clara, and she's like, huh, what what happened? And that he, you know, like that would have been cool, but. Yeah, I'm not going to give anyone anything, because at the end of the day, none of this even happened. None of this even happened, and that's that's fine. I'm not. I'm I, actually I'm, not even going to post this episode. <laughs> just delete it. This was just for us. Okay. Yeah, I've ended uh, my recording. Which doctor? Okay, I said that I was going to delete my recording, and I guess my computer got mad and it crashed. We have no time. Jordan has to Jody, leave for work. Let's just do work. this Jody, really fast. Jody. I don't want Whitaker. I want Tenant. I'm basing that on okay, nothing. Fine. I have no time. What do you want, Jordan? I don't even pull up the... Uh, Jody, give me Jody. Pull up, uh, don't even pull up the spreadsheet. Just tell me what we're watching. Here we go. Oh, okay, it's jo- Oh, no! It is Flux! <laughs> yeah! It's the episode me. after Once Upon Time. It's Village of the Angels, oh my God, Series it's... 13, Episode 4. Yo! Village of the Angels, written by Crisps Chibnall and starring Jody Whittaker as the Doctor Let's from Doctor Who. Let's fucking go! Give me that... Give me that... Give me that... Give me that trash. Fill me up. We're not going to go to Wikipedia. We're not going to see if this is a good episode. Jordan, do you need to leave like now now? Uh, No, I need to. We need to tell us about Patreon and then do it very fast and then clap for our people and then then talk about noise space and go. Okay, I'll do it very fast. Oh, my God. Patreon.com slash Potting Bros. $1 a month gets you all of our bonus content plus a mildly special Discord role marking you as a friend of the show. You get our Doctor Who classic episodes. The episode on the fifth Doctor episode, King's Demons, will be up very soon. Actually, it'll be up before this one comes out. $5 $5 gets you a pretty special Discord role marking you as a companion of the show. You get a shout out in the podcast. You can send us a message that we'll read in one of our funny voices. We do have a message. We will read it this week. Okay. We will also shout you out. I don't know if I said that. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to get Jordan off to work. $10 <laughs> gets you an incredibly special Discord role marking you as an honorary member of House D'Souza. You get a shout out. You get all that other stuff. We will clap for you and you can listen to the podcast live while we record it. We don't know when that's going to be because your schedule is fucked and it's going to be really hard to find time to record. Thank you to our 5 and $10 subscribers, Violet Magician, Stephanie Karen, Stephanie Bolding, Roy, J.C.H. Cassidy, and the honorary members of House Misuza, Sauceworks, HK, and Destry Hawk. Thank, Thank you, you all so much. I'm sorry that I'm rushing. We have a message this week. This is from Sauce. Uh, I believe that this is for you. Uh, this was originally a Donald Duck voice request, but then that was retracted because they didn't want you to be able to get out of it. Uh, by just making incomprehensible duck noises. So here is your message from Sauce. <laughs> okay. God damn it. 
I say, Brigadier, I'm tired of the Rexacorico Fallopatorias. How about a lovely trip to Clanfire Prequingidigogorachwindrobatlandsiliagogogoch? Is that okay? Did I do it okay? I feel like that's how it has sounded when I've heard people say it who know how to say it. It's like that, right? It sounded right. I didn't roll the L's. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you fucked it. We're on co-host at Dr. Huh. I'm on co-host at Positive Stress. You can listen to my other podcast, uh, Sounds About Light, which is currently on pause uh, while we are going to be taking a little break. We'll be coming back in December, probably, to talk about the rest of Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance. You can listen to commercial radios, but Yakuza, um, we're talking about Yakuza 4 right now. Uh, we're going to try to get an episode out pretty soon. Uh, we're hosted on noisebase.xyz where you can find other podcasts like Prime Cuts about Transformers. Check out this guy about OCs, Diet Coke and Lilith's House of Snacks about houses and snacks, Pot of Green and, about Yu-Gi-Oh! And, and much, much well. more. Sam, Doctor's Prayer, go right now, fast. Oh my god, the... It closed. May your Hold life float like a river. May your days fall sweet as a rose. May you be as lucky as an ace. In a, you know, may you be as calm as still as a pond. May you be as lucky as an ace in a game of blackjack. Harkness. Harkness. May uh, may Dan the nice man smile nicely upon you. May Clara bake a clever souffle. And may the doctor leave Bill the hell alone. And most importantly, may the doctor light your path through time. Excelsior! Thank you, Excelsior. I'm sorry. And bye. Have a good bye. night at work, George. <laughs> okay. <laughs> doctor, Bye.